Hello, my friends. So today, I want to talk to you about something that I've been learning in my American intellectual history class, which is about um, early American feminism and the origins of this idea that men and women are completely equal and the only thing, if there are any apparent differences, the only reason for that is that men and women are educated differently and treated differently and society puts different expectations on them and all the whole feminist song and dance. We were learning about essentially where where this idea originated in America at least. And In learning about this, in reading these three different feminist authors, um, Judith, Sergeant Murray, um, Sarah Grimke, and Catherine Beecher, in reading about these uh, feminists and their ideas, it has crystallized for me the understanding that this radical notion of equality this idea that the only reason there's any apparent differences between the genders is because uh, they're treated differently by society. It has nothing to do with any inherent nature. That idea came specifically and directly out of radical Christian thought. Radical religious irrationality. And I think that that is telling as to where feminism is today. It, it grew out of extremely radical Christian dogma, which was that the soul is created equal for everybody, and that everybody has the exact same capacities built into their soul when they're born, when they're created by God. And that differences only arise from a difference in how they're cultivated. That there are no inherent differences in the souls of uh, God's creations. That God created us all equally. And um, in reading these three feminists, authors, this became extremely clear to me, because the first two that I mentioned, Judith Murray and um, Sarah Grimke, they were way more religious in their justification for this idea of equality, and their arguments were essentially along the lines of, uh, we need to be educated in all the same things as men because it gives us a, a more, a closer relationship with God. And we need to be able to understand God's creation and the Word of God in order to follow Him more truly, more understandingly. And that also, 
another religious radical notion that motivates this type of radical equality is the idea that, like, to put it in modern terms, only God can judge me. Like, they thought that by putting a man as authority over women in the context of a family, for instance, to say that a man is the authority of a family is to put the man above God, because God should be the authority of everyone. And so if a man has authority over another man, then they are basically committing idolatry because they're setting up a false god. That the only, the only entity that is qualified for authority is God himself. So men and women are equally servants to God. And those... Those justifications for the idea that men and women are inherently equal, they have the same psychology, the same uh, character traits, the same um, capacities in every, uh, every category. This was 100% motivated by irrational religion. It had nothing to do with rationality, nothing to do with a sound, reasonable understanding of anything. It just had to do with religious faith. And this, this fact, I think, is brought out by the contrast of Catherine Beecher. Uh, so, like, Judith Murray and Sarah Grimke were very strong in their emphasis of religion and scripture and following God and staying true to the word of God and all that as their justification for this idea of equality. But Catherine Beecher, on the other hand, saw equality in a different way. She, she said uh, that men and women are equal in worth, that they're both necessary for the maintenance and preservation of an orderly, well-ordered, healthy society. So her justification was not religious, her justification was in the, the practical and uh, the, the health of, of a society. That's why she was, she was justifying it based on her ideas being healthier for a well-ordered society, instead of some woo-woo about connecting closer with God or not having anyone be authorities over anyone else. And so Catherine Beecher actually, um, she was justifying the idea that women should be in the position of the domestic manager, the household, and that there was nothing wrong with that, that this division of labor was something that was beneficial to everybody, and that women cannot, they can't push the bullshit that they're oppressed because their relationship to their husband is selected. They're in, like most women in America at that time, unless they're part of some crazy religious cult like Judaism, uh, they were not having their marriages arranged. They were able to choose their husbands. And in choosing their husbands, they're selecting the representative and authority of the family that they're about to create. 
So they can't, they don't have the excuse of saying that they're oppressed because they got to choose that relationship. They entered into that, uh, that establishment, that relationship voluntarily. And that society is better off by having this division of labor between men and women. So the difference in the justification, the difference in the focus, one, Catherine Beecher focusing on the preservation of a well-ordered and healthy society, she comes to the conclusion that it's really not such a bad thing that women are the domestic caretakers. And they're also the moral instructors of the young, which is a huge and very important, crucial element of maintaining a well-ordered society, is being able to educate the young uh, and morally instruct the young in the proper values. And so she was arguing that this role of, of women is really something that is honorable and is good. So I think that that's a major difference. I mean, it, when you bring it up to the present day and you think about feminists these days, people who are actually... The people who push this idea of equality push it with a religious fervor. There's no practical argument, there's no rational, reasonable argument you can make that would make them change their mind because they hold on to this idea of equality with no less religious conviction than people like Judith Murray or Sarah Grimke. So, I thought that was interesting. And the other point that I wanted to make, too, is in thinking about all this, thinking about, like, gender roles, this is just a note, a note about, a side note about the concept of gender roles. I just hate that phrase, gender roles, because the word, the word role, role is something that we give to actors. A role is something that's artificially created and given to people to follow. And the relations between genders are not artificial. The differences between the genders is also not artificial. So because the genders, because men and women are generally and naturally different, they will naturally relate to each other in different ways. So I prefer, I prefer the phrase gender relations or something like that because the phrase gender roles has that connotation of it being artificial already and this is like this is how language is used to uh direct conversations it's it's i think it's inherently manipulative to use gender roles and you might think that that's a little too pedantic but i think it's true i mean the word role has the connotation of it being artificial so stop using gender roles and start using natural gender relations and stuff something like that because that really conveys the fact that it is based in reality, that it's based on a natural relationship instead of, like, a role that's given. So, yeah, that's about all I have to say about that. Thank you for watching.